Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Welcome back. Hour two in this league. It is Bogman. It is Welsh. We are back. Scam free. Absolutely scam free. You can find us on Twitter at is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports. That company, by the way, that I was talking about with the, the you know scammed out of the masks, probably owned by mm-hmm. Jake Laser. Just assuming. Just going to put that out there. Um, you guys can find us over on Patreon if you want. We did a brand new Oregon Trail, brand new Oregon Trail stream. Bogman was at the helm, by the way. We played the hardest level. Bogman was at the helm, and is a tiny little spoiler, he brought along, it was myself, and three adult actresses were on That's our right. wagon trail. So if you guys want to check it out, it's on our Patreon right now. Any level of Patreon will get you access to those streams, which is pretty cool. And you can watch it. It's an hour and a half of entertainment as Bogman and I, we play Oregon Trail, hardest level. Bogman makes all the decisions, and you can see if we make it, who survives. Does everybody survive? You can check it all out. That is just one of the many, many things we've got on our Patreon for uh, a little bit of your entertainment right now for very little of your money. That's right. That's have, right. Which we have very little of. Like, Bogman doesn't have his uh, stimulus right now still. I, I still, speaking of scams, <laughs> I don't have my damn stimulus yet, and I'm uh, one other guy in the Army, uh, you know, our ITL Army, said that he hasn't gotten his. Every other human being I know has gotten theirs. Yeah. So I have mine. I don't know what the issue is. I'm getting. I'm starting to get really pissed. So yeah, yeah. You were telling me off air. You have. You have that. We don't have to go through the whole thing, but you, you have this like thing about like you knew this was going to happen, which you know manifest destiny. There might be a bit of right. that you knew that was going to come with, but there there always seems to be something like with Bogman, like getting well, look, the stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I and I have I have it the other way too. Like when there's just random good luck like if they were drawing you know one every uh, out of every 1000 people get this i would draw it right i would be one of the lucky ones that that gets the money but when it's everybody gets something you know when it's it's kind of like the drawing the short straw i'm the guy that picks the short straw every single time so when it's everybody gets something and then one person doesn't i'm the person that doesn't but on the other end, so I can't really like complain about my luck because my luck is pretty damn good. So, um, you know, if it was one out of every 1,000 people get this, I would get it. I'd be first one, you know, but when it's everybody gets it, I'll be the one guy that somehow doesn't weirdly. So it's a weird how that works and, you know, gives me ulcers and then I can't pay my bills. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, It'll be it fine. sounds really yeah. fine. By the way, this is something I'm just, I'm not really going to go deep into. Because it's more part, as this isn't meant to be a plug for it, but it technically is. 
if people are a part of our Patreon, they know we do these, um, we call them like comedy shows. I don't really know how else to describe them. It's just Bogman and I talking about whatever we want. It's not sports. It's kind of supposed to be just like an old school radio. We talk what we did. And, and the last one, which is over on Patreon, there's like almost 70, I think it's like an archive of like 75 of them. We talked about what an absolute garbage human being we found out Ellen DeGeneres is. Like, she's just the worst. <laughs> and there's an article I just, I literally scrolled past it on Yahoo right here. And, and the title is Ellen DeGeneres' show crew members are reportedly outraged by treatment during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, what is she telling them? They have to chew gum in their own house. Let's see. Too? Uh, Variety reported that Ellen DeGeneres' show's crew, which consists of more than 30 employees, are outraged over the treatment from top producers amid this. The, the show's core stage crew is reportedly kept in the dark regarding their pay, hours, and inquiries about their mental and physical health. Adding to the anger, crew members, the show recently hired a non-union tech company to work with DeGeneres. Um, let's see. I'm Was just, that supposed to be non-union because you, uh, Larry non -union. Uh Yeah, non-union. Non yeah, they, they, went, they went over the union and hired somebody else. So this one, I'm not sure this one is about her being a scumbag or anything like that, but those are my uh, favorite. I think this is just the... continued okay, okay. horribleness. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I got, uh, I probably went a little over the top of my description of uh, what I think Kevin James is in that episode. And, uh, a couple people on Twitter mentioned that, like, man, I hate this, but I don't hate this as much as Bogman hates Kevin James. And I just have to throw out if the rumors are true. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all the know. the whole bit we talked about was these articles on people that are um, people that are apparently like jerks, like real big right. jerks. Oh, and here's a good one too. Yahoo Sports has a great article going on. I suggest you read this. Fox Sports' Jay Glazer laments teasing coronavirus scoop for 24 hours after getting roasted online. Fantastic. Yeah. I love that people Glazer's tweet is going to go way longer than 24 hours, Bob. Yeah. So. Glazer's tweet of news was quickly um, responded with thousands of replies of saying you're canceled, unfollowed. What is wrong with you? Can't believe I stayed up till 11 for this. This is best. It was at best an awkward way to break a bit of news in this article. It says the next day Glazer explained his side of the story during an appearance. Oh, OK, I'll do this on an episode of Green Light with Chris Long. We didn't talk about this. This was the quote. Uh, let's see. As Glazer tells it, it was only uh, he only teased the story to his co-workers, oh, who then ramped up the hype past uh, what Glazer thought was appropriate. Wow. Way to pass the blame. Okay, this is bullcrap. By the next morning, NFL players, coaches, executives, and owners were texting him to find out what the news was. He, uh, Glazer defended the story as national news, which wasn't wrong. The first known player to get coronavirus. By the way, I just want to point out this is not true because the next morning he goes, wow, this really blew up. Uh, tune in tonight at 8. It's not a player transaction. He did Them saying this is absolute bull crap because he followed the tweet up with more. Um, from Awful Announcing, the quote is, <laughs> the guys are joking around. I'm trying to say, wait, guys, th this is him on uh, Chris Long's show. Wait, guys, this is serious. I have something serious tomorrow night, and they're joking around. I have legit breaking news tomorrow night, but it's serious. They then pulled that out and said, I had breaking news tomorrow night, and it was serious. When you put that out there alone, it's like, hey, 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 he look at me. Though, he literally, he? dude, I'm telling you. Uh, here, I'm going to I want to pull up um, unless he deleted it. <laughs> he he did respond. I mean, to his credit, I'm going to finish what he was saying. Okay. Glazer did respond the next morning after, you know, that this this thing was Jay Glazer's got news. And he said, uh, let me see if I can find it, because he was like, whoa, this really blew up. But then he doubled down. 
right here. Uh, let's see. Um, blah, blah, blah. He says, the news I have tonight is not transactional news, not player getting traded or signed. I woke up to seeing y'all going, ape, you know what, guessing what it is. It's not what you think. Fox football now tonight, 11 Eastern, after the race. That was his exact tweet. He didn't yeah. say, hey, you know, uh, this is inappropriate. He could have just said the news right there. No, no, he doubled down on it. He says, uh, then they, okay, blah, blah, blah. He says, I go to bed, I wake up the next morning, and there's basically 32 teams asking me, what's the breaking news? I have guys from Lorenzo Neal okay, to well, George well, Kittle. text them. Yeah. Who well, cares? He, okay, then he goes, I went to train at my gym, and it oh, just started God. taking a life Shut of its own. Up. So I tweeted out, hey, guys, my news is non-transactual. It's not player signing or trade, but everybody ignored that. Dude, you're so dense. ESPN Milwaukee did a poll question what the breaking news was. What could, like, who could have signed? Like, Cam Newton? That's the only guy. Cam or Jameis, right? That's I'm, it. Yeah. I, it, it is, I mean, it's um, it, it's unbelievable. This is, this is Olympic-style uh, backpedaling. He is back, trying to backpedal faster than Daryl Green in this. And you're just not... You're not going to get off the hook. You know, you did a stupid thing. Just say, hey, look, uh, maybe I thought this was uh, bigger news than everybody else did. Or, you know, uh, this got a little ramped up in my head. Whatever you have to do to take the blame, take the blame, get dragged for a week or two, and then try to build back up and gain people's trust again. Nah, this isn't the way to go about stuff. It's nonsense. You know? it's, it's absolutely nonsense when he says... Like, he started getting worried about, like, oh, everyone's taking this up. Yeah, I'm sure all the Fox people were laughing and being like, oh, blah, blah, blah. If you thought this was inappropriate and you had a concept of inappropriate, you would have stopped it right then. You would have stopped Fox. You would have responded to everybody. You would have responded to the tweet, say, hey, you know what? I need to get ahead of this because everybody thinks this is some crazy thing. I don't want this to be what it's not. This is the news. You say that. Like, it's just, I still, I hold 100% firm on what I said. It's garbage. Him trying to say that he defended, he, you know, oh, I thought this was inappropriate. It took legs of its own. Dude, your tweet the next day, you tweeted out the time, and all you said was it was non-transactional. You literally tweet, hey, tune in tonight for more. You didn't stop it. It's nonsense. It's not, Sorry, yeah. I just saw this article on Yahoo, and it was kind of digging deeper because I didn't listen to the interview because uh, I don't care. Ooh, I mean, I, I don't care you? at this yeah. point about any of, of that type of stuff. I, you know, nothing is going to change my thought process on how Glazer decided to report that. And you know what? I mean, the cancel culture is stupid and the guy is whatever. I just, it's a, it's a garbage move. You know, that's not, that's not a screw up. That's a bad play. That's a, yeah. that was a really, really bad decision-making on his part. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad look. And you know, I, like I'm not into cancel culture, so I don't know that he should yeah. be fired or anything, but I can say that, you know, a normal Joe Blow doing their job that bad, they get fired. So, um, uh, you know, I wouldn't I mean, the, be shocked to see Fox do that. I mean, he the Fox people are culpable else. in this, though. The Fox people are culpable. Should, it's like like yes. that's that's a big point. Like, it's I don't I, like do I want to see him and believe anything he says or that is trustworthy? No, but that's their decisions. Like, like you said, I might just turn it off. Like, I don't call for people's jobs. But obviously in the point is the Fox people are also culpable, culpable in this process. If they heard what he said and maybe if they um if they ramped, they, I mean, they ramped it up for their own well-being as well. But Glazer did the same thing; he just ran with it, and he's just like, oh, "Tune in tonight, you know, tune in tonight." And you know, just the idea of teasing breaking news tomorrow. Like again, this is the problem with Jay Glazer and not the real reporters: is when you have breaking news, you talk about it right then. You don't go, "Yeah, right. I got this big news I'm going to talk about tomorrow." 
Like, no, you, right, you right. talk about I it mean, now. There's no, and especially for something that is, uh, you know, not, not that it's, uh, not important because I'm sure to Brian Allen and his family, it's important, right? Uh, he recovered and all that stuff, but, but it's not, it's not news. It's not really news stuff, you know? And I even think Ian Rappaport, uh, when he reported correctly and, uh, quickly about Von Miller having COVID-19, it's, yeah, sure. It's news because Von Miller is defensive player of the year and Super Bowl MVP and all of that stuff before, but, it's also like it's not it's, there are aren't there over like six or seven hundred thousand cases of uh, coronavirus in the United States. OK, but he's you not know? diminishing. He's just he's reporting like there's a difference between reporting news and sensationalizing news. And and yeah. and I get what you're trying to say. You're, you're kind of saying like, well, lots of people have it like, OK, some people are going to have that take. But Schefter reports on the NFL and an NFL player has it like that yeah. is news. But all he did was report it. He didn't sensationalize it and say, tune into my show for ratings at eight. I'm going to report right. big breaking news. You know, no, you just you get the information out there. You don't try to run with it like it's a TMZ story. And that's what Glazer and Fox, you know, so let me backtrack. And all of my disdain for Glazer should also go to those um, Fox uh, producers or directors or whoever they have. Yeah, yeah, Fox Sport, all of them sensationalizing this. (laughs) And anybody thinking that this was a good idea is garbage. And I didn't mean to come back to it. It's just you know, right here on Yahoo, I'm looking and it's talking about the Twitter backlash as Glazer tries to defend himself. And that's what you'll hear, I guess, on people are listening to this part of my take probably already came out unless he's coming out on Monday. You'll hear the explanation of him being like, oh, yeah, it's Fox reporters. Totally not me. You know, I tried to stop it like you didn't. Your tweet. Clearly are you ready for me it. to sensationalize something? Yeah. Go ahead. As we were doing this. I have these uh, player props brought up on my screen right now. Okay. And one of them went blank and then disappeared. Whoa. Off of the screen. What? Yep. 100%. And okay. Okay. Uh, Hold on. we were talking about him a little bit earlier in the show, the wow. So do you want to take a crack at, on which uh, player prop uh, is gone now? Well, yeah, it's got to be a Tua Tag, uh, Tag- Tunga Viola. Tunga Viola. It's got to be Tua Tunga Viola. As I'm looking here, I'm on the DraftKings uh, Sportsbook page, and it's preset to just draft props and draft uh, player draft position. That's where it's stuck to and where I opened up the page from the link you have. And uh, Tua is at the very top, and I refreshed, and nothing has changed, though, for me. Uh, I so. refreshed, and Tua's gone. So that that's that's the one. It was, uh, does it say four and a half on yours? It says over four and a half, minus 278 still, and I've refreshed multiple times. Okay. Uh, well, there. I just, it, it was blank on mine, and then I refreshed, and it's gone now. Uh, so I don't know. Unclick maybe, it maybe. and click it back. Uh, let me see. Like, um, like close the browser and and what do these mean? Because we're on player. Dra- what is the uh, uh, tongue of Viola draft specials? I don't understand what that means. Um, Over four well, and a half the draft what? specials, I think, isn't that by team? No, it's by position. Yeah, no, the player draft specials is by team. It's uh, Miami plus one twenty five, Raiders plus seven hundred, Chargers okay. plus one fifty, all that stuff. Draft props are okay. Now yeah, it's that's back, but the number props. changed. Uh, I'm under draft props. That's what I'm under too. That's what I keep saying. I'm, I'm under draft props, and then two a tongue of Viola draft props over four and a half minus two seventy eight now under four and a half plus two twenty. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That's what I was asking oh, you. I wasn't okay. asking you so anything. Under else. four and a half would mean he's picked 
four, one through four. Oh, okay, so, okay, gotcha. I just wanted to make sure. So yeah, you get yeah. minus two seventy eight. Okay, so you're saying it changed from what you had before? Yeah, well, it was gone for a second, and then when I refreshed, like you said, it came back with different numbers. What were your numbers so, before? Because these are the numbers like I've had the whole time. It was like minus 140 and then plus 110 or something, uh, right. somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, and now it's minus 278 for over and uh, plus 220 for under. And I still think I would take that under 4.5 because I think that the, the Dolphins are trading up for the number 3 pick and drafting him at three, so he would be under four and a half because the Dolphins pick at five. That's why they put Oh, the so that's what there. that's saying. That's saying is he goes later than four and a half? That means that under means he goes before five. Oh, so, so you want to make that bet that he is picked three and you would get plus 220 on the under four and a half. Yeah, I think that's the good bet to make on, on Tua. So, so how do we want to do this, by the way? So off of the Jay Glazer stuff for good now here until you probably talk with Bubba. Um what um because there's a lot of different things a sports book has it has the draft props it has by position then it has position of first round it has exact outcome of first overall three picks is one do you want to start with uh, let's do the skill position players and uh, look to see what team is at that spot so because like you see the CD Lamb won the Welsh and you know who picks number thirteen yeah see they got over is um twelve and a half it's plus one oh three going. Inside, essentially inside the top 12, is the favorite of minus 125 for CD Lamb and the 49ers pick 13. But right. the 39, the 49, the 39ers, the uh, 49ers, the 69ers, they've been. I haven't seen one consensus on any of the wide receivers. I've seen Ruggs. I've seen Lamb maybe a little bit more than anybody else. I, I hate the whole, like, Judy doesn't fit the 49ers thing. Kyle Shanahan, which I've seen a little bit. Judy fits wherever he gets drafted. Yeah, but there's a lot of schemage people that say he doesn't fit with what um, with what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. So I hate that. So you've seen three wide receivers in there. So this this bet is essentially a someone is trading up. For well, actually, no. It's saying that CD, the favorite, it, yeah, the favorite is him going inside the top twelve and not lasting to the 49ers. Right, right, exactly. And I, I, I think that uh, what's your I bet mean, here? I, 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 I take the under. I take the under because there's uh, enough teams right there that need a wide receiver. So, but I know we got to go to break. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I actually, you know what? I think I like the under too, and that's kind of the favorite play here, just because you've got Judy and you've got Rugs potentially going ahead, and CD at 13 would make a lot of sense. So, our first two votes are in. We're both going to go under four and a half on Tua, and we'll go uh, under on uh, or over on CD Lane. That's the point, right? We're going over. Not under. We're, we're no, we're going under. We're going under. Okay, we're going to go to break is what we're going to do. (laughs) DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make. In this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world. Says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl Jr. Welcome back. In this league. Doing draft prop bets. It's Bogman. It's Welsh. You can find us on Twitter. Is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? And lots of draft coverage this week. So uh, tune into the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. That's a big thing. We're going to have a ton of different shows up on there. Plus, we will have on our YouTube a draft special. Bogman will be live, live. So you guys can check that out. So we were doing draft prop bets. So let's let's reestablish here because I think I was confusing myself. We're going to start with the player positional draft props. The first one was Tua. Um, over four and a half was minus two seventy eight. Under, um, essentially being the f- top four pick, pays you plus two twenty. You yeah. are going, and I'm with you on this. Um, just because the bet makes under. sense, we're both going to go under. Now the CD Lamb, you're saying he does go inside the top twelve because I actually well, yeah. I'm going to say over because I think Rugs and Judy could be the guys that go inside of there. So I'm actually going to I'm going to take the over because of. The I don't think there's a lockdown cons- the consensus on Lamb having to be a top twelve pick, right? And there definitely isn't. So that's why. But but there are spots where he could land, and I wouldn't be shocked. I think pretty much any one any spot seven through uh, thirteen he could go. I don't think the Panthers take him because they signed Robbie Anderson. They got DJ Moore and McCaffrey catches the ball. So I I don't think they take him. Uh, the Cardinals could because Kyler Murray is lobbying. Uh, for them to add C.D. Lamb, so it would be Hopkins, Lamb, and uh, Larry. I don't think that makes sense. They also got Christian Kirk, though. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense either. So I I, I think they're taking an offensive lineman or a defensive player. So uh, the Jaguars could see Lamb as BPA, and that's what they – the Jaguars need to take the best player on the board because they're not going to have a good year regardless of who they draft. So they should just take whoever they feel is the strongest player. I don't think Lamb is going to be that guy, but there's potential there. I don't think the Browns would take a wide receiver, but we've heard rumors that the Browns and the Broncos have been talking about a potential trade, and the Broncos want somebody to go next to Cortland Sutton. So uh, now most people think that that's Henry Ruggs. So uh, that is the thought process of them trading. But it could be Lamb. Is this 10? That's a 10. Where, okay. Uh, the what about Judy? Now, Why is Judy not in this conversation? Well, Judy Judy is in the same conversation. I think those three guys, I think Ruggs, Lamb, and Judy are all in the same conversation. We just don't know 
like the Broncos have just been rumored to really like rugs. That that's the the rumor. Uh, I don't I don't know that I've seen a specific team tied to Judy, but I I think the Jets have interviewed all three of those guys. They've interviewed Lamb, Rugs, and Judy. So you know, uh, it'd be a good Jets- bet. I wish, which I guess could be manipulated, I suppose. But like, I would rather on this. This is why I would take the over here. I would rather if I got if the prop was like which receiver could go top ten, which is most likely. I would actually go Judy. I feel like Judy is the guy someone would play that reach on. Like, if you had that, what wide receiver, if you could only pick one, could be the top 10 pick, would it be Ruggs for you? Um, Yeah, it would probably be Ruggs because I think that that is who the Broncos want, and I think they're going to try to make that Browns deal happen. And I think the Browns would be smart to move back to because they want an offensive lineman, and uh, there's uh, a decent amount in this draft. Now, there's rumors that, the Giants are going worse. There's really four big guys. The Giants are going worse. Uh, the Cardinals are going to take Wills, and the Jaguars could take somebody. So I think they're going to hold on to that 10 until draft day because if all three of those tackles are going and then they need to take Andrew Thomas four um, and he's the last one on the board, then they need to hold that spot and take him there. But if Werfs is the only one gone to the Giants or the Giants take Simmons and some of these tackles start to fall, then they could trade back to 15 and still get one of them. So uh, that's why you're not going to see a lot of movement until draft day uh, because, you know, teams are just unsure of the exact order of what's going to happen right now. So but I, I think that rugs uh, to the Broncos at 10 would make sense. And then I think Lamb could go to the Jets. That's kind of the pick that I see. That's kind of where I see Lamb going right now. If I was making a mock draft, it would be Lamb to the Jets. So you're taking and, the minus 125 Lamb to the Jets. I'm going to take the over 12 and a half. Yeah, and then the Raiders are a wild card because, you know, they could definitely use a wide receiver, but there are the Raiders have so many positions of need, and there's good wide receivers later in the draft. I don't think they're going to take a wide out. And then I think Judy does fall to the Niners at 13. So uh, I think that that's the pick right now. Well, I I know that makes you very happy. I would would be ecstatic with that pick. The next uh, offensive prop bet, DeAndre Swift down here. They've got over 26.5 overall pick. Uh, So 27 essentially is where that starts. That's a minus 167. Or inside the top twenty six at twenty six and a half is plus one thirty five. So not a not a ton of mocks have uh, running backs going in. I think Jonathan Taylor snuck in. Some feel Swift is the only first round pick. What side are you gonna take here? Are you gonna go over twenty six and a half or under twenty six and a half? This one's a tough one, and I answered this yesterday with Bubba, and honestly, I can't even remember what I said. Um, but I think I, I would go over the twenty six and a half. The Dolphins pick there. Uh, that that's kind of the reason is we know that they need a running back after going through the whole, uh, you know, Kalen Balaj and Patrick Laird and trading away Kenyon Drake and all that stuff. So they need an RB, but um, I think that they could move potentially back a little bit and still get a decent one. So I'm going to go over on that just because it's a little bit later in the draft. And uh, I think, uh, I, I think that they'll push back. So, cause the dolphins got to be smart. And also, so you think Swift is going to like, maybe not be a first round pick. Yeah. I, to be honest, I wouldn't be that shocked if no running backs are first round picks in this draft. It would not surprise me even a little bit, 
But also, this 26 could be used in the move to move up that two spots to get Tua at three. So this could actually end up being the Lions pick instead of the Dolphins pick. You know, they would probably need a second or a third back also. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, you trade another first-round pick to move up two spots. But, um, you know, uh, I think this could be in the works to move. So I think I would go with the over. 26 and a half for Swift. I'm going to go I'm going to go under just cuz I think he might be the guy and I think someone might want to lock. I think this is it's just that prime spot where you could have someone at 32, you know, 34 something like that want to trade up and solidify their guy. The cost is maybe a tiny bit less uh, though there's more money attached to a running back. I'm going to go under uh 26 and a half. Henry Ruggs, I think we're both going to select the under 13 and a half which is minus 121. The over uh, 13 and a half is plus 100. I think everything we've talked about, like it feels likely that um, even though I, you know, I went lamb over 12 and a half, it feels likely that you probably going to have like, like I, I feel like rug sounds like he's going to go above lamb. So that's why I think lamb and Judy are inside the top 13. I'm going to go rugs. Uh, well, I guess I was saying under. Yeah, but here's the thing is I don't think that Ruggs gets past the Niners. I think he fits the Niners the best because they kind of need a burner and it makes sense to get a field stretcher when you have the one of the best tight ends in the league in George Kittle. You have a guy like Debo who's probably better at intermediate routes than just a straight burner. So, you know, I think adding a deep threat to this team makes tons and tons of sense. And this is a dude that ran a 4-2-7 in the 40 so um, I think he fits the best. So I think that there's not a chance in hell Ruggs last past the Niners. So let's and go picking under. at 13. So we got to go under. All right, we'll go yeah. under. That's minus 121 here. Maybe ooh, set up a little. We set up a little parlay. That'd be fun. Set up a little parlay yeah. on the like the lockdown ones here. Um, let's move down here. See, it's weird how these are. Um, I guess it's. I'm trying to, I guess it's, it's by it's first all over name. It's, it, I guess it's. it's yeah. I was trying to say, what's the order? It's here? alphabetical. It's order. alphabetical by the first name. You have Jake Fromm over sixty and a half. Uh, what do you think? I mean, it's it's. They're both negative numbers here. It's minus one fifteen to minus one hundred six. Under sixty and a half or over? I, I you know just I'll just say it. under. I mean, I don't know why sixty is a number. That's the Ravens pick in the second round. I think it's just saying like he doesn't fall to the third, but why not put it at sixty four then? Because that's the last pick in the second round. But um, I, I would say under that just because he's a quarterback and teams start to get desperate, and it only takes one team to fall in love with uh, NFL prospect for them to go ahead and pull the trigger on him. So I, I'll i go under 60 and a half for Jake Fromm, even though I'm not the biggest Jake Fromm fan. So Jerry Judy, uh, 12 and a half plus 110, under 12 and a half minus 134. Yeah, I think the under is at a minus for a reason, and it's because of that uh, group of teams that we just mentioned. But then he wouldn't uh, be there for the, the Niners. Jets, like Raiders, said. and Niners. So, uh, yeah, I think that I think he's an under. But then he wouldn't be the Niners pick. No, he wouldn't be the Niners pick. I think I think if he lasts, like, whatever of the three guys lasts to the Niners, uh, I think they take. Now, if they have their pick of the litter, I think they take rugs. I think because he fits the best. Um, they could have Lamb higher on the board. I don't know. But I, I think that Judy, uh, Judy is the Niners pick if the other two guys are off the board. So um, uh, I would I would say... Under because I think he gets picked before that. So I think uh, I, I think 
the Jets. Like if the Broncos move up and take rugs, I think Judy goes to the Jets. So okay, I'm going to say under Jonathan Taylor over 37 and a half, uh, 126 under 37 and a half is a plus 103. So this is another weird spot because that's the Chargers. I guess maybe adding with Eckler, uh, adding another back because Melvin Gordon's gone is the thought process there. Um, I'll go over on that. I think that the running backs slip a little bit. So I'll go over on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I'm going to go under on that one. I feel like that like first round, or first couple picks in the second round, prime spot, prime period of time for teams to talk, make sure they solidify. I mean, to your point, there's there's some you know solid guys sitting out there, but Jonathan Taylor is seems to be kind of above his class of of running backs. If Swift is gone, which I'm presuming he is, and I don't know, I like the bet a little bit more plus on that under 37 and a half. Uh, Jordan Love. Let's see, we got a couple more minutes here. Jordan Love. Is he a top 20 pick? That's what they're asking. One, minus 150 if he goes past pick 20. Under uh, 19 and a half is plus 123. So is Jordan Love a top 20 pick? Yeah, pick 19 is the Raiders. Uh, that's the one that they get back from Chicago still with the Khalil Mack deal. So this is uh, Jordan Love is super interesting because this is probably the wildest guy, the, the most strange rumors that I've heard in this draft are about Jordan love. Uh, Todd McShay says he's going in the top 10. I don't know if he's still pounding the table for that, but a week ago, Todd McShay was all over. Jordan love is going in the top 10. Like for whatever reason, it kind of felt like he had a source inside with the chargers saying the chargers are going to take him at six. Right. Um, and, but if he doesn't get picked at six, I don't know that a team is going to move up for Jordan Love because he is so polarizing. There are some teams that have him, you know, super highly ranked. There's other teams that don't. Uh, but because he's a quarterback and because uh, quarterbacks get reached on, I think I'm going to go under pretty much whatever the number is on Jordan Love in most cases because I think a team could trade up for him if they see him. You know, you got to remember if a team sees a QB as a franchise guy. There's just about nothing they'll do, uh, nothing they won't do to get up and get that guy. So I think that someone will trade up for Jordan Love because they see all the potential with him, and uh, I got to go under on that 19 and a half. Uh, Justin Jefferson, you've talked a lot about him. Over over under is 21 and a half. It's a plus on the over 123, minus 150 for him to go inside the top 21. So he, it, it seems like how you had talked about him was after Judy Lamb and Ruggs are gone, yep. Jefferson is maybe the start of this next tier. So a wide receiver desperate team might not want to mess around if they lost out on those guys, and Ju- Justin Jefferson might be one of those players. Yeah, and the Eagles need somebody to catch the ball, and that's their pick is 21. So uh, and that's when I did my mock draft, that's where I had him going, and I'm not coming off of that. I think that uh, the Eagles and Justin Jefferson is a match that is uh, going to happen. So that's that's where I have him going, and I got to take the under on that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, here's the last offensive one here, and when we come back, we can do a few more if we want. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Draft special over under is five and a half, and they both are minus one ten. So you just got to pick your poison here. <laughs> is Justin Herbert a top five pick? 
No, I go over. He is he is six. He's six to the Chargers, as far as I'm concerned. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to sit him a full year behind Tyrod Taylor. I think that makes the most sense. Now, you know, there's all kinds of Dolphins rumors and all this smoke that we're getting right now about Justin Herbert. But I I just I feel like Herbert is a dude, you know, like I talked to Emery Hunt on on, uh, the In This League podcast, the Welsh, and he just does not like Justin Herbert. But there's tons of people that say, hey, look, everybody's getting it wrong here. You know, this dude, he has the arm strength. He has the height. He can run, so what he needs is polish. And you give him the polish, and he's going to wind up being a superstar. And I think that's what the Patriots are kind of thinking right now, too, is that if this guy you know, starts to uh, tumble and he gets into maybe the teens, then the Patriots would probably consider moving up. So um, I-, I think that he's just not a guy that's uh, team is going to trade into the top five for. So I cannot say that he's going to go top five. So I got to go over on this one. I think he goes to the chargers at six, but if not, he's going to tumble a little bit after that. So for me, uh, Herbert is a dude that is not a top five pick at all. There's so many other good ones we can talk about on the other side of the break. I just peeking here. I went over to the player draft specials and starting with team to draft the player They've got, you know, all of the pluses and, I mean, you don't even deal with minuses of what you can do for (laughs) Tua and CeeDee Lamb. You can even go player to be drafted first, the first round top five pick, top ten pick, first defensive player drafted. There are a ton of options. I'm telling you, they're going to, DraftKings will be raking it. I am seething (laughs) with jealousy here of the parlays I could have fun with, but we're in Arizona, so it's oppressive. But when we come back, we'll talk more about the NFL draft draft props. It's amazing. I'm having so much fun with this. So, uh, we'll talk so much fun. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. 
Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. Full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt balls. Welcome back to Final Segment, Hour 2. Casey Bubba. Bubba's coming up. Our boy, what do you, uh, what do you and Bubba got uh, coming up in store here? We're going to talk about uh, these player bets uh, a lot. We're going to talk about Mike Trout's comments about uh, the Arizona plan, and we're going to talk about Jay Glazer because we got to talk about Jay Glazer. We got to get Bubba's take on that too. So a uh, lot, lot more fun uh, coming up in Hour 3. So we're finishing up looking at DraftKings over on their sports book, their NFL draft prop bets that you can check out. Lots and lots of prop bets. We were kind of going through the straight over-unders of where the guys are picked, but there's a whole bunch more here. So let's see if we can blaze through some of these. Um, I'm guessing I'd already know where you are going with this one, though I, You know, from what I've seen from other people, there might be some other decent bets here. But Tua, they have who drafts him, You know, down to plus 50,000 for the Seahawks or something crazy. <laughs> but the two most likely right now, are the Miami Dolphins are a plus one twenty five and the Chargers are a plus one fifty. The only two, the wild card, the only other wild card you might consider, and you can tell me if there's another one, Boggs. I'll tell you the price, but plus seven hundred for the Raiders. So, what do you think? Are you going to take that plus one twenty five? Would that be a really confident play? Is Dolphins two o plus one twenty five? Yeah, I mean the the only way you get more confident is the first two picks, which are already locked in, and you can't even bet on. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's. For me, it's easy Dolphins. Uh, if you want to take the Chargers, okay. I've but seen I think the Chargers popping up for some people. The, the risk is just too high. You know, uh, the Dolphins have the most draft capital to move. They've had the most interest. It makes the most sense to me. So uh, that one I would, you know, you're still getting money back on the Dolphins too. So I'm. that's one I would easily bet. That's actually my favorite pick out of all of these. Yeah, so I think that's a safe bet. I probably, like, if... You know, if I had a couple hundred bucks and I'm just like, I'm going to have some fun here, I'm probably throwing just because the, my one of my initial thoughts, and I would kill myself if it happened, I'm probably <laughs> throwing 10 or 15 bucks on Patriots plus 2,000 just because yeah. it was one of my very, very initial things, and that's a big payout if it were to happen, and the Patriots have draft capital. And, you know, like I said, my thing has been what if the concerns with Tua are real? What if the Patriots want to be aggressive? Um, that would be a play, and they're plus 2,000. C.D. Lamb the draft specials pay pretty well, Boggs. Uh, plus three hundred to the Raiders, plus four hundred to the Jets, five hundred to the Cardinals, and plus five hundred to the Forty ers Which uh, what we, what would be your play here? I'm going to go with the Jets. Uh, I think the Jets plus four hundred pays better than the Raiders, and the Raiders pick uh, behind the Jets. So I think the Jets at eleven. You know, uh, ten is the Browns. I think Henry Ruggs gets picked there, and I think that uh, starts. The, the run. I think the Broncos trade up for that pick, uh, go rugs, and then the Jets are left between Judy and Lamb. They seem to like Lamb a little bit more. So then Lamb goes uh, to the Jets. So, so I, I like you, I like that pick. You think the Broncos trade with the Browns for the tenth pick and they take yes. rugs. Yes. It's interesting because rugs, the least payout is the Denver Broncos, who don't have that pick at two fifty. That's the uh, biggest. That's the lowest payout. Plus four hundred to the Niners, five hundred to the Raiders, six hundred to the Jets and the Browns. It, what would be really weird is what if the Browns didn't move out, drafted him, and then traded him? How would they pay that out? Because they're a plus two thousand right now. So, ooh, that you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, maybe, and it could be one of those things where the Browns draft him uh, because of weirdness with time. 
and, uh, you know, communication and, and all of the uh, technological mishaps that may happen during the draft, they may draft him yeah. and then trade him. So that Browns plus 2000, you'd want clarity. You know, they, like like you like you said, just throw ten bucks on it. See if it happens. Yeah, I you, like that. You want some clarity? Uh, any others you want to know on on this side? Otherwise, I'm going to go to the others. Any other guys like the Jordan Loves or the Jerry Judys? Is there one you want to know? No, I think those are kind of impossible. Uh, Judy, maybe not. Like you know, obviously it's the Raiders, Niners, or Jets, and they're both uh, four hundred. Raiders and Niners. Um, right, right. They're all around the same. I mean, anyone else moving deeper is just. Uh, fairly impossible here's so. kind of an interesting one they have the they have a prop called player to be drafted first and they pit two guys up against each other um jake Fromm or jalen hurts jalen hurts for me i, I think that's uh is that confident jalen hurts yeah com- fairly confident yes yes i i think i have to uh when can i find this oh there it is player to be drafted first yeah i would go jalen hurts uh fairly easy in that one. minus Pretty 106 confident. um this might see these might be fun to put together like a little prop bet or parlay of like you yeah. know three guys because the next one is judy or rugs i think this is a big one rugs is Ruggs pays 144 if you pick him to go over Judy, but Judy is minus 177. It's a little surprising to me because I'm going to take Ruggs. I think the the Broncos trade up for him and take him at 10. So I would take Ruggs in that one, and it's paying better. So give me Henry Ruggs in that one. There you go. That so maybe are you going to start? Are you going to do a parlay? It's Hurts, Ruggs, and you got to pick one more. How about J.K. Dobbins or Clyde Edwards? Um, what do you think? Hilaire. Hilaire. Uh, um, uh, Hilaire is one thirty uh, plus one thirty seven. Dobbins a minus one sixty seven. Yeah, you know, and, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire is getting uh, a ton of buzz, especially over the most recent couple weeks. So, uh, you know, this one's so close that I think I would just take the plus money. So give me Clyde Edwards Hilaire. This so. one is really funny, but I don't even understand the payout unless you think T Higgins. But uh, Denzel Mims versus T Higgins. Mims is minus 200, but Higgins is plus 160. No one's getting more buzz than Denzel Mims right now. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. Like, it, it seems like Mims is getting all the buzz after the combine, and Higgins was coming uh, pretty far back down. Uh, he didn't run and all that stuff, and it was kind of a um, kind of a weird situation because he said he didn't run because he was tired or exhausted or something. Um, but a lot of teams or a lot of people are releasing their big boards right now. And Higgins is ahead of Mims. So I think knowing the payoff is much better with Higgins. I think that I would take T Higgins in this one, the plus one sixty, because this one is kind of a coin flip, but I, I would take Higgins. They've got an interesting one in their first round to be taken in the top 32. They've essentially knocked off uh, Bogman. I want you to click on it because I'm going to ask you to just tell me who you think they've knocked off. Every like, uh, l- you know, most likely player that you would expect. So there's no Jerry Judy or anything like that. So they put odds to fringy Ooh. first round players. Like the first one that jumps out is Justin Jefferson. You can bet on making it to the first round, but he's a minus one thousand. That payout is trash. Yeah, um, it's bad. The, there's a couple other interesting ones. Denzel Mims is minus one sixty seven. That's a nice play. But Jordan Loves is my is minus one thousand. Um, DeAndre Swift is minus 230. There's only a couple pluses. Is there anybody in here on this list that you would take on this prop to get inside the top 32? That makes sense. Like, cause I just don't think Jordan Love and Justin Jefferson, they, the payout doesn't make sense even betting it. No, no. And you're at, you're, you're looking at this perfectly. I mean, this, these are, 
I, I don't think I would take any of the minuses here. Maybe maybe one of the low, lower ones, like a Jeff Gladney, the cornerback at a TCU. I, I think uh, he's minus 121. That's one of the best you can get outside of Ross Blacklock, and I'm not I'm not betting him at all. I mean, Denzel Mims might be one I would take. But... Yeah, I don't think I would take Mims. You, you know what? I would take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because it's, you know, you're getting – uh, 10 bucks for every dollar you bet. Cause he's plus 1000 and those running backs are so clumped together. You know, Bucky Brooks has, you know, it, the, the general consensus has been, it's the top three running backs. It is uh swift Taylor and Dobbins are the top three. That's that. But I think now moving closer to draft day, Clyde Edwards, Alaire has, he's kind of in that group. Bucky Brooks has him at two. Uh, a lot of people have him inside that top four. So, and like we said, it only takes one team. So even if you're just throwing 10 bucks on it, I think because the number is plus 1000, I would, uh, I would bet that one. Um, and then maybe the only other plus that I would bet, ugh, I, I think the quarterbacks honestly are probably the best ones to bet, even though I don't like them as first round picks, but um, it just takes one team to fall in love with a quarterback. And if you think that's going to be your guy for the future, moving up and seeing an Eason or a Fromm in the first round would just not be shocking to me at all. I think those are the guys that I would pick. I would go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire because the payoff is big and both Eason and Fromm are paying you. Eason's paying you five bucks uh, for every dollar you bet. And Fromm is paying you six for every dollar you bet. I would throw uh, some on both of those guys as well, just because the payout is good, and we know that quarterbacks uh, get reached on in every single draft. So, top, top five pick is another player prop. Um, most of these are pluses. Tua is probably the most likely in here. He's a minus two hundred, um, but still, it's not in the pluses. There's a bunch of other names. I mean, it would take some craziness for some of these guys. Besides Tua, is there anybody you would put money down on as a top five pick on this list? It's Jeffrey Okuda, Justin Herbert, Tua, Isaiah Simmons, uh, Jedrick Willis, Wills. Um, then it just, you know, it keeps going. Some of the wide receivers, Jerry Judy and stuff. But they'd have, I mean, Jerry Judy is, pays uh, 3300 <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, it's, not, but it's a not, top, not a top five pick. Is there anybody you would pick in here? Yeah, Tristan Wirfs. I think Tristan Wirfs is the guy that the uh, Giants are going to take it for. So it's and he, he's plus 200. Simmons is plus 100. Uh, but I think that when you look at what the Giants have drafted over the past two seasons, uh, it has been uh, Danny Dimes last year and Saquon the year before that. So now you got to protect those investments. So you got to take an offensive lineman. And uh, they have been tagged with Tristan Wirfs from uh, day one of the rumors. I mean, that was, I think, Daniel Jeremiah's very first mock he put out. He said he had them taking Tristan Wirfs, and he said that Gettleman is in love with the kid. He's giddy about him. So I think that is, uh, that's a pretty safe bet uh, to me. Uh, so I would, I mean, Isaiah Simmons is an absolute freak, and uh, he's one of the best defenders in this draft that's not named Chase Young. So I think then they do need middle linebackers there, but uh, I think that they go with the offensive lineman over Simmons. So I'm kind of surprised that 
uh, Werfs is getting uh, a better payout than Simmons, and I, I would bet on him for sure. Top 10, uh, this gives you a little bit more. It opens up. There's some interesting names, especially on the pluses. You know, you've talked about you really seem to think Ruggs is locked to be the 10th overall pick. Well, he's plus 250 if you bet him as a top 10 pick. Judy's plus 200. There's a couple guy, Werfs is minus 500, and uh, Jedrick Wills, who are both minus 500. Those seem like very, very likely ones, of course. A couple other names in here. Give me, um, I like the Javon Kinlaw too. I, you know, he just seems like such a buzzed up player right now. If you're uh, just quickly making a couple bets as far as, you know, top 10 picks, Werfs doesn't make sense here a lot because he's minus 500. Are there any play, other plays, though, that you really like? You like that Rugs one? Uh, yeah, I like the rugs one for sure. Plus two fifty because I think he goes 10, but that's cutting. It's cutting it a little close, but for the payoff, uh, I think it's uh, a great one. And I think, you know, just from the stuff that we've heard, um, and knowing that quarterbacks get reached on in every single draft, you know, if you're going to get five to one, give me Jordan love, you know, it, someone taking him inside the top 10, you know, I, I could see, if the Jaguars fall in love with him at nine and think that he's a franchise level quarterback, they could take him there or the Jaguars because they need so much could trade out with a team that does really love Jordan love. And, uh, someone could, uh, snap up and take him. I wouldn't do it if I was an NFL GM, but we know that this kind of stuff happens all the time. So, uh, I think because of the payout of him at plus 500, I would do that. I think CJ Henderson might be a fairly uh, good one as well. He's got a lot of buzz recently, the cornerback out of Florida. So um, uh, those are probably the two big ones because they have pluses that I would be going with inside the top. So this is an interesting one. And maybe we'll end with this one uh, because this is in your wheelhouse as an IDP person. There's two points here for defense. The first defensive player drafted, they do let you do chase young. Minus five thousand, though. So I mean, at that point, that's just, yeah. You just the only thing that's worth it is if you have a massive amount of money that you want to throw on it just to get you know practically nothing back. So you everything else is a crazy plus. But the second defensive player is something that you can bet on as well, and this is a little bit more interesting. You've got Jeffrey Okuda at minus one eighty two. And then everything else is a plus. Isaiah Simmons plus 200, Derek Brown plus 1200, CJ Henderson plus 1200, Javon Kinlaw plus 2000. What do you think? What's the what's the play for the second defensive player and is this something that you would bet? For for the record, uh it's not something I would bet because I think that if you don't take Akuda, you're probably flushing your money down the toilet. But with that being said, um you know, if that trade does happen, the, and Which the Giants trade? do the the three the the three five one where the Dolphins move up to three and then the Giants pick at four. If they were to take Simmons, then Akuda would be the third guy taken, and Simmons is playing paying off at plus. That's not what I would do though. What I think I would do is think that you know the the Giants' recent history they've liked players from Florida, so maybe if for some reason they decide that they like CJ Henderson over Jeff Akuda and his payout is plus 1200 might be worth just throwing 10 bucks on it. You know, since it pays 12 to one, uh, to, to just see if, yeah. if that's what they decide, because if that Dolphins trade does happen, then, you know, two is going three, four. I'm really locked in on it's being Tristan Wirfs. Then we go back to the lions picking 
And if for whatever reason they decide that they like Henderson over Akuda, which I don't think is going to happen, but you know, who knows? Uh, and you throw 10 bucks on it and you get your $120, uh, at Bogman, uh, at Bogman on, uh, Venmo. Well, you so. know, one thing you can do too is you can you can bet the actual just first overall pick, second overall pick, but they have an exact outcome of the first three picks, Boggs, and your prediction pays one it plays pays plus four twenty five if it goes Burrow, Young, and Tua. Do that one plus four twenty five because the most likely they say is uh, Burrow, Young, and Okuda as the top three. Burrow, Young, and Tua is a plus four twenty five on DraftKings. And if you just wanted to pick the third overall pick, that's Tua at plus four hundred. But why wouldn't you do the exact three? That's cool stuff. You know where to hit up Bogman and uh, lock into the In This League Fantasy Football podcast this week. Might even talk more about this, especially on the stream coming up on Thursday over on our YouTube. And sign up on Patreon and have some fun with us, guys. I'm out of here. Bubba's coming in. He's tagging in. So we keep going on. Hour three of In This League coming up. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.